Welcome back to the Oyu Shnai Mikra series and our study of Parshat Pekudei. This is Menachem Liptag, and in today's show we study Shlishi, the third Aliyah, which is also Shishi when Vayakam Pekudei are read together on the same Shabbat. Today's Aliyah, we continue our study of the Big Day Kuna, of the eight priestly garments worn by the high priest. Yesterday's Aliyah, we talked about the Ephod and the Choshen. The Ephod was like an apron whose primary purpose was to hold the Choshen. The Choshen is a centerpiece of the Kohen Gadol's uniform, which we will discuss in our introduction to today's share. In today's Aliyah, we're going to read about the Mi'il, the robe that was under the ephod, and also the Ketonet, and of course, the hat and the pants that the Kohen had to wear, and finally, the Tzitz, which will be the main topic of our discussion in today's share. Before we begin, just a word about the Bigdei Kuna, about the priestly garments. I'd like to refer to them as a uniform, and when someone wears a uniform, it does three things. Number one, it lets the person himself know that he's working for somebody else. In a certain way, it's humbling, because when I'm wearing this uniform, this tells me that I'm an employee of somebody higher up. If you're a waiter working for a restaurant, then the uniform of the waiter tells me that I have a boss and I'm working for that restaurant. If I'm in the army and I'm wearing a uniform, that uniform reminds me that I have to listen to the orders of my commanding officer. However, uniform is not only humbling in that sense, it's also ennobling because now I know I'm a member of the army and I'm proud to be in that army and even though I have to listen to someone's orders, it also makes me feel proud and ennobled that I have an important job to do. And finally, by wearing a uniform, other people know who I am or who I'm working for. If I'm in a restaurant, not only does the waiter need to wear a uniform to know who he is, the person sitting in the restaurant eating the meal needs to know who the waiter is so he knows who to ask for when he needs salt for a soup or a spoon or something like that. These three reasons for the uniform apply in the same manner to the Kohanim, especially to the Kohen Gadol. On the one hand, he has to know that he is working for God and has to follow orders exactly as God says, Kasher Tziva Shemit Moshe, a repeating theme throughout Pasha. It is also ennobling knowing that I, the Kohen or the Kohen Gadol, am representing the Jewish people before God I have a tremendous responsibility and I have to act in a proper manner because of that responsibility. So it's also very ennobling. But also, for the people of Israel, they need to know who the Kohanim are so they know who to go to when they have questions either about Torah or about their connection to God. That explains in general why a uniform is necessary. Once I have a uniform, what emblem does that uniform have? How is it designed? Sometimes it's simply functional for the purpose of its work. Sometimes the symbol of the uniform will also reflect what this responsibility is all about. If you've been paying attention to the Big Day Kuna that we've discussed so far, there's no doubt that the primary symbol that the Kohen Gadol is wearing is the Choshen. The Choshen also has the names of all the tribes. We discussed that in yesterday's Aliyah. Because Vayakel is only technical and doesn't talk about the function of the Kelim, only about their construction, there was an important detail back in Parshat Tetzaveh. Inside the Choshen, we put the Urim Vitumim. It's a mystery what these Urim Vitumim are. There's never a commandment to make them. They seem just to be there. But God commands Moshe that inside the Choshen, you put the Urim Vitumim, and this Choshen becomes a Choshen Nishpat, because when the Kohen Gadol needs to go in front of God and ask a question, or pray on behalf of the people of Israel, it is through this Choshen Nishpat where the judgment of the people of Israel before God is presented. The idea that our centerpiece, the breastplate, which is the symbol of the Kohen Gadol, which represents what we're all about as a nation. The fact that it's called Choshem Ishpat, the idea that judgment is one of the key themes on this uniform, it relates to a very underlying theme throughout all of Tanakh, 
that one of the reasons that we are chosen as a nation, why God picked Avram Avinu in the first place, was to be a nation doing Tzedek Mishpat. The idea of Mishpat, going hand in hand with Tzedakah, will fit very nicely into this idea of the Bidei Kuna, even though now we're talking here primarily about ritual and uniforms, what those uniforms represent and what these rituals represent to go back to the underlying themes of Chumash. In yesterday's Aliyah, we explained how the names of the 12 tribes reflect a certain concept about the chosenness of Israel on the Choshen itself. In today's year, we're going to focus more on the meaning of Vitzitz. So let's first read what was made. Again, the details. I refer you back to the Shiurim on Parsha Tetzaveh. Our share will focus on the theme behind these different garments. Pasach Habet in Paraklametet, chapter 39 in Sefer Shemot, verse 22. Now Betzalel and his co-workers make them ill the robe for the ephod. It was woven out of sky blue wool. In order to don this me'il, there was an opening in the middle just like the opening of a coat. And on this opening, there was a border around it to make sure that it would not rip. The next Pasuk will describe what is put on the bottom of this robe. Pasuk HaVdawad, Vayasu al shuleha me'il. On this me'il, they wove on the bottom, on the skirt of this robe, Rimunei t'chelet vargaman v'tolat shani mashzar. They made pomegranates, not real pomegranates, but something woven that looked like a pomegranate. And inside that pomegranate, or next to it, was a little bell that would make noise. And these pomegranates were woven out of the classic materials, Tchelet Argaman Tolat Shani, Be'asu Pamonei Zahav Tahor. Then, either next to or into these Rimonim, they put little bells made out of pure gold, Be'inu Eta Pamonim Betocha Rimonim. They put these little bells inside the Rimonim, Al Shulei HaMe'il Saviv, on the skirt or the bottom of the Me'il, around, inside the Rimonim. Pamon Rimon, Pamon Rimon. Every pamon either in the rimon or every pamon next to the rimon. This was for the purpose of serving God properly, just as God had commanded Moshe. Now we're going to describe the garments that not only the Kohen Gadol needed, but also a Kohen Hediot, also the regular Kohen. Betzalel and his co-workers made tunics made out of fine linen, also woven. La'aron ulavanav, not only for Aaron, but also for his sons, who also will serve in the Mikdash. V'et ha-mitznefet shesh, also a linen headband or turban, which was going to be for the Kohen Gadol. V'et pa'arei ha-mikbaot shesh, and also fine linen hats for the Kohen Ediot. V'et michnesei habad shesh mazar, and also linen pants made out of twine linen, as we mentioned before. These will be worn by all the Kohenim, the Kohen Gadol, and the Kohen Ediot. Vetavnet Shesh Mazar. Now we need a belt. Pasakhaftet. Vetavnet Shesh Mazar. Tchelet Vargaman Vetolat Shani. Maser Okem. Also the Avnet. A special belt. This was embroidered again out of the same materials. Tchelet Vargaman. Tolat Shani. Maser Okem. Exactly as Hashem had commanded Moshe. With the last and I think one of the most important Bagadim of the Kohen Gadol. Pasak Lamed. Vayasu et Tzitz Nezer HaKodesh Zahav Tahor. The Tzitz they translate as a head plate or a band over his forehead. From now on in the shir, we'll simply call it the tzitz. Sort of like a sacred or holy crown made out of pure gold. And they engraved upon this golden headband the words Kodesh Lashem, sacred or designated to God. 
to connect this band to his head, they used a special ribbon, referred to here as a p'til t'chelet, to connect it to the mitznefet, the coin gadol's turban, on his head above it, just as God had commanded. What is the meaning of this headband, which says upon it, Kodesh Lashem? Recall at the covenant in Mount Sinai, Am Yisrael took upon themselves to be a mamlechet koanim v'goy kadosh. The word lekadesh in Hebrew means to set aside or to designate, usually something set aside and designated for the purpose of serving God. There are seven days of creation. God takes one of those days, the seventh day, and He sanctifies it. Why does He make it special? Not to say that only the seventh day is holy and the other days have no connection at all to God, but rather by elevating one day of the week and making it special, by doing so, I can funnel this concept of godliness from the Sabbath day to the other days of the week. In a similar manner, there are 12 tribes of Israel, but God sanctifies one of those tribes. And within the tribe of Levi, sanctifies Kedusha, he's Makadesh the Kohanim. He takes one tribe or one family, elevates them, designates them to serve him, but not to totally cut them off from the group that they were separated from, but rather by giving Kedusha to the Kohanim, that will enable funneling this concept of godliness to the other tribes. In the same manner, at Mount Sinai, when we take upon ourselves to be a mamlechet koani v'goy kadosh, to be a nation separated from the 70 nations, given a special status and a closer connection to God, that was not for the purpose of being totally cut off from those nations, but rather by elevating ourselves and having the special connection to God, that can funnel the concept of godliness to the rest of mankind. Just like within Am Yisrael, we have the Kohanim who are Kadosh for the purpose of serving the rest of the nation, so too, following that parallel, the entire nation of Israel is Kadosh, Kadosh, and we are separated and elevated in our service of God and our connection to God for the purpose of bringing this concept of godliness to the rest of mankind. We have the same concept later in the realm of space where the entire Mishkan is separated in this area as designated, like the city of Yerushalayim, in Harabait, given a higher status of Gdusha, but for the purpose of that Gdusha emanating to the city of Yerushalayim around the Mikdash, and then to the land of Israel around Yerushalayim, ask your local Kabbalist and he'll explain you this concept, which they call Sfirot, how things emanate from a center and spread out. This not only helps us understand the purpose of the Tzitz, which will remind the Kohen Gadol of his purpose, of the reason why he's separated and designated in the service of God, and it's not that he is better than everyone else, but rather he has more responsibility. And he has to bring this concept of godliness to the rest of his own Shevet, and from his Shevet to the other 12 tribes. It can also explain the Beket Kuna, the priestly garment, that every member of Israel wears, better known as Tzitzit. At the end of Parshat Shlach, in the book of Bamidbar, it's the third Parshat of Kriyat Shema, it's not by chance that Tzitzit has in it the word Tzitz. Recall one of the concluding psukim of that parsha that reminds us why we're wearing tzitzit, Laman tizkeru, vasitem et kol mitzvotai, vasitem otam, vitem kloshim lalohechem. In order that you remember, and you keep not only this mitzvah, but all of God's mitzvot, and this will make you kadosh, designated, and set aside to God. So we have the idea of kdusha by tzitzit as well. By tzitzit we also have a pteotrelet, and by tzitzit we have the idea of kodesh l'ashem. Just like the Kohen Gadol is designated and separate and needs its seats to remind him of his Gdusha in relation to the rest of his tribe and the rest of the people, so too, every member of Am Yisrael needs tzitzit to remember this concept of Gdusha, of why he's separated from the other nations. This can also explain 
why in Tzitzit we need a Ptil Tchelet? Recall, in Parsha Tzitzit, the first commandment is, on the Knaf of the Beged, to have Tzitzit. Those are the white strands. But on that band of white strands, we put one Ptil Tchelet. If the main reason we have Tchelet is simply to remember God, with the classic Midrash, where we look at the Tchelet, remember the sea, and remember the sky, and remember God, then all the Tzitzit should be blue. Instead, only one strand is blue on the background of white. When you have a band of strings, all one color, or let's say they're all white, and you put one strand of blue, that strand of blue makes the entire corner, the entire band look nicer. If I have a wall of ceramics, and they're all white, and I put a pass of blue on that wall, or if I have a robe that's white and put a blue pass either along the side of the robe or down that robe, that enhances the entire garment. When someone sees the tilt chaylet, when you see that dark blue screen on the background of white, that doesn't just remind you of God, but that reminds you of the concept of Kusha, that one item being separated from a larger group, but the reason for that separation is to be special in order to bring godliness to that entire group. That one band of blue makes the entire garment look nicer. This is one of the basic underlying concepts of Kusha and the purpose of wearing tzitzit, not only the purpose of wearing tzitzit, but also the reason why we have to read this parsha of tzitzit every day as we makabel omachut shemaim, when we accept the kingdom of God upon us and we pledge our allegiance and understand that he's our boss and that's why we're chosen to represent him, upon making that daily declaration, reading the parsha of tzitzit becomes very meaningful. It also reminds us that that was the purpose of God taking us out of Egypt. As we conclude in that parsha, I am the God who took you out of Egypt. We don't remember the Exodus to remember that we were taken out. We remember the Exodus to remember why we were taken out in order that He become our God and we become His people. Like we say from Parshat Vayera, You'll be my people. I'll be your God. This partnership is the essence of a covenant at Har Sinai. By keeping the Torah, we fulfill the detailed plan of that covenant. This may explain why the tzitz is the last and final garment being described in Parshat Kudai, and it also is the conclusion of the construction of all the different parts of the Mishkan, as the next Pasuk emphasizes, kol mishkan o moed. Now we have completed, we reached the conclusion of, of all the construction of the Mishkan, the Tent of Meeting. The children of Israel did Exactly, as God had commanded Moshe, this is what they did. We're repeating again that same phrase, that everything is done meticulously, exactly as God commanded. The word Vatechel should remind us of Vaychulu. The conclusion of the seven days of creation ends with the word Vaychulu. Vatechel is a very similar word. We mentioned already the parallel between creation and the Mishkan. Chazal understand the Mishkan is the completion of the whole process of creation that started back in the first chapter of Breshit. Based on our explanation of Tzitzit, and the concept of Ktusha in Shabbat, just like we have Ktusha in the realm of time, and we have a Vaychulu that leads us to Shabbat, we just concluded the idea of Ktusha, Ktusha of Kohanim, which represents the Ktusha of Am Yisrael, and hence a very fitting word to conclude the construction of the Mishkan, just as God had commanded. In tomorrow's Aliyah, we'll continue with the construction of the Mishkan, but now that it's completed, how each section will be brought and given to Moshe.